Welcome to the Catholic Spectrum. Each week I discuss topics related to Catholicism, autism, and pop culture. This week I conclude my celebration of Autism Acceptance Month with actor Sir Anthony Hopkins, my final profile on autism for the month. Anthony Hopkins was born on December 31, 1931 in Wales. His father was a baker. He said of him, whenever I get to look at my father and his hands, his hardened, broken hands. Now, we've got an early sign of his autism in one of, in a quote I found. He said that in school, he was a poor learner, which left me open to ridicule and gave me an inferiority complex. I grew up absolutely convinced I was stupid. He also said that he didn't go to parties or have many friends. At age 15, Hopkins was inspired by Richard Burton. After school, he enrolled at the Royal Wales College of Music and Drama, graduating in 1957. And he actually met Burton in 1975. After serving the National Service for two years, he started his career as an actor at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. So let's talk about his acting career. In 1968, Hopkins joined the Royal National Theatre, serving as an understudy to Sir Lawrence Olivier, when he suffered with appendicitis. The performance nominated him for the BAFTA, that's what I'm calling the British Academy of Film and Television Awards. That's basically the British version of the Oscars for the best actor in a supporting role. Richard Attenborough has called him the greatest actor of his generation. In 1980, he played Sir Frederick Treves, I think that's how you pronounce his name, in David Lynch's famous movie, The Elephant Man. And he also starred alongside Mel Gibson in The Bounty as William Bly. And in 1991, we have his famous, his, probably his most famous role, Hannibal Lecter in The Silence of the Lambs, which he would play two more times in Hannibal and Red Dragon. There were actually four movies starring Hannibal Lecter, but he only starred in the first three. They made another one, I think it's called Hannibal Rising. That one doesn't have Hopkins, that has someone else. He had gotten tired of the role at that point. His performance in Silence of the Lambs earned him a number one spot on the American Film Institute's 100 Greatest Villains Countdown. This was a special they did where they actually did two countdowns. They did one for the 100 Greatest Heroes and another one for the 100 Greatest Villains. So I saw the special and they would do them back to back. They would do a hero one segment and then do the villain in the next segment. Um, he also starred with Emma Thompson and Helen Bonham, Bonham Carter in Howard's End in 1992. And he starred in Remains of the Day, which he now considers one of his favorite roles. And it was ranked among as one of the greatest British films of the symphony, century. And that also owned him another BAFTA for Best Actor. Now, my personal favorite role is, is C.S. Lewis in Shadowlands. And he also wrote and scored his own screenplay for a movie that he also scored called Slipstream. And you and if you are a Marvel fan, then you know him as Odin in all three Thor movies. So let's talk about his technique. Hopkins 
Hopkins' acting technique is tied to his autism. He meticulously studies his lines as many times as needed, sometimes close to 200, until the lines sound so natural you can do it without thinking. This does allow some improvisation, but it has brought him into conflict with some directors. He said that after he finishes a scene, he simply discards the lines, not remembering them later on. This is unusual for actors who can often remember lines from years later. Hopkins learns things by heart. When he starred in the movie Amistad, he astounded the crew by memorizing a seven-page script and delivering it in one take. He's also a well-known mimic. So let's go on and talk about his autism. In 2014, Hopkins was, dissolved, was diagnosed as autistic at 77 years old. By the way, I should know that he's also the oldest person to ever win an Oscar now. He believes that his being autistic has contributed to him to being a loner. And in an article from Autism Key, it said that individuals with autism often exhibit remarkable rote memory skills and tend to be focused on a few narrow, I mean, very narrow traits. This definitely sounds like Hopkins growing up when he said that he would rather study. Instead of studying, he would immerse himself in arts and piano and how he was a poor learner. A lot of autistic people tend to be poor learners when they're dealing with topics that they're simply not interested in. Hopkins has said of his acting that he likes to deconstruct, to pull a character apart, to work out what makes them tick, and my view will not be the same as everyone else. I believe Hopkins is a great example of how someone who is autistic can turn their interests into a an extraordinary career, just like Satoshi Tajiri and so many other autistic people that I have talked about throughout this one. Dan Aykroyd, Eminem, so many autistic people have done so many wonderful things. And Autism Speaks would have you believe otherwise. That is why I've been doing these profiles in autism. So let's wrap this up. Sorry these episodes are so short, but that's the way things go here. So let's wrap it up with our preview and outro for next week. So this closes my month on Autism Acceptance Month. So next week, I just watched the latest Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, well, I'm going to be talking about it. If you want to subscribe or listen to past episodes, you can find this the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Podcast Addict. You can follow me on Facebook. My email address is radicaledwardjwt at gmail.com. That's spelled R-A-D-I-C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D-J-W-T. I'm also on Discord at Radical Edward, hashtag 7592. Both Radical and Edward are capitalized, and there's a space between the words. My Facebook address is my name. And remember, everyone, normal is just a setting on the wash machine. We don't get to be normal. See you around.